welcome to another Make It Matter VIP session. I am excited about today's guest. I'm excited for myself, but also excited for you because I know this brother and information he's going to bring. It's going to be both valuable and uh, inspirational for you. Uh, this young man, Matthew C. Horn, he and I, man, I was looking at some old stuff. I think it was like 2007 when we met, man. <laughs> Doing book signings at Karibu Bookstore. Um, I miss that place, still miss that place. But um, ever since then, this this guy has been uh, kind of like, you know, if we were uh, in the NBA, which he almost was, I was not even close, but using that as an example, <laughs> if we were in the NBA, we were kind of like, we've been uh, 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 cohorts, colleagues the whole time in our career. Like, who, who, what two players were together the whole time? I don't know, but they weren't enemies, but they were cool, you know, like LeBron and, and D Wade, right? So, People who were both uh, out there hustling, out there doing their thing, but also good friends along the way, uh, always watching each other like, oh, what are you doing over there? What are you doing over there? Because of the inspiration. So, Matthew Horn, thank you, man, for joining us for this uh, Make It Matter moment. Brian, I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, it's good to be on with you. You know, we go way, way back and I wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I want the reason I want to bring you on because, you know, as we talk about how to teach people how to create lives of unforgettable impact and abundant fulfillment, you have done something over the last, like I just said, it was been, I guess now 14 years going on 14, maybe longer than that. Um, I know when I met you, uh, it was 2007 since I met you, but you have consistently written books. And like I said, when I think about people I've met in this industry, think about people I've met along this journey, you're the only one who's in self-help in the same space I am, who's kept up with me. And when I say kept up with me, I don't mean like I was leading the pack. I mean, but when I look back over the resumes, you're the only one who's been consistent, man, over these years uh, with, with books, man. How, how many books do you have out total? Seven. So that's what I, yeah, seven books, man. So you've been doing some phenomenal things, seven books. And we talk about the self-help uh, space, man. Seven books is is a lot, okay? Seven books is a lot to share. You you constantly pour it out and share it into people um, about uh, how to really live better lives, how to walk in their purpose. So um, I, I definitely admire that about you. So real quick, a little bit of background on Matthew Horn for those who are watching, like how did this become your space? How did this become the purpose you started fulfilling in writing these self-help books? Um, this became my purpose. Uh, it, it began in the speech class my sophomore year in college when I was playing basketball at a university. And of course, like you mentioned before, I had the NBA hoop dreams and, you know, figured I was on a stage uh, where it could very well happen. And uh, I end up in the speech class. Uh, I get in there in the middle of the semester. And uh, my first day in there, my professor's like, okay, you have to give a persuasive speech. What's your topic? And it wasn't my turn to go that day, but he was just more or less saying, this, this is what we're doing. And uh, mm -hmm. he didn't let me pick my topic. He was just so excited to have a basketball player in the class. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the day came for me to give my presentation. It was called Continued Success in the Game of Basketball. And I paralleled my continual on-the-court successes to how my classmates could continually succeed in their endeavors by having a vision for themselves uh, that's beyond them and never looking back. And uh, I just wanted an A or a B, and I had no idea of the magnitude of the impact of the message that day. And at 19 years old, five of my classmates got around me in a circle after I was done giving my speech, and they said, Matthew, you should be a motivational speaker. And uh, I thought they were crazy. <laughs> I said, motivational speaker, I'm six by with a jump shot, motivational speaker, you know. Right. 
but the look in their eyes didn't change. And I, and I saw something genuine that I'd never seen before in their eyes. And I uh, told my mother what happened later that day. She says, you're not gonna believe this, but I, my doctor asked me what you were gonna be when you graduated today. And I told him you were gonna be a motivational speaker. She said, I don't know where that came from. Wow. And then uh, two weeks later, we lost in the conference tournament. There was no March Madness. And uh, I was home at church and my pastor stopped the message and called me to the front and told me that people were out there waiting for me to speak success to them, that my success was in obeying God. So uh, at, at 19, um, it was just revealed to me and I, I knew better than to run. And I just learned a valuable lesson that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your, your purpose can be revealed to you, but, you know, your commitment to, you know, fulfilling your purpose, that's where your power and your, your most impactful existence is going to lie right there. Man, to have that, to to receive that in so many different ways as 19, at 19, when you had so many other dreams and, and you had your own, you had one vision for your life uh, before that day, before those that two weeks to a month happened. Uh, but to be able to hear that, see the signs and, and actually, like you said, obey it walk in it that says a whole lot about you man um so let's talk let, let's talk about it we want to talk about the you have i want to talk about two two most recent books okay because you um the, let's start with the next to most recent how to let me pull it out i want to get the exact title right because this one is going people are going to probably oh, what oh yeah this, this this one is the most recent right here this oh this one, one came out after about. i'm yeah, talking about yeah. the the uh the black men book that one came out after yeah yeah that was okay. that was one that came out in april and the, uh the successful dreamer came out in january yeah. oh okay okay so two you did like dmx put out two books in one year <laughs> <laughs> all right well let, let's um let's start then with the uh successful dreamer then we'll start with that one the successful dreamer book this one is how to unapologetically live in your truth so uh let's talk about that book what can people or people expect to get from that book? What what motivated that book? What is that book going to uh, tell people when they, when they okay. go through it? Yeah, if you don't mind, I want to show the people real Man, quick. Do it, brother. Do it. This yeah, this absolutely. is the cover of the successful dreamer: How to Unapologetically Live Your Truth, and uh, it came out on uh, early January of two thousand and twenty. And uh, the the motivation and purpose behind the book is: I've never seen anyone quantify a dream pursuit that's going to tell you what's going to happen at every stage of the dream pursuit. And uh, just more or less, uh, I've been blessed to have some highs, some lows and, you know, have prosperity, have struggles and everything that you can possibly fit within the spectrum of a dream pursuit is what I've experienced over the years. And uh, through the course of that, God was able to really show me um, that there are phases and that people do not have to be intimidated by pursuing your dreams. Be, you know, a dream pursuit is intimidating to a lot of people because there's so many, uh, you know, unknown variables. And, you know, some people would just surrender. Some people need to put their toe in the water and, and, and feel the temperature, so to speak. And God loves all of them. So here's the successful dreamer right here where I break down the different phases of the dream pursuit. I show you how to, you know, you start off in the beginning with just faith and humility. You know, faith because you, you're undertaking something that you've never undertaken before and humility because you're going to see some people accumulate natural possessions at a greater and higher rate than you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to be secure within yourself and be humble enough to know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. If you're being obedient to whatever you're compelled to do. And then uh, the, the, the middle phase is, is just coming into the awareness and understanding. 
It's the reprogramming of your mind so that you can understand what you've gotten yourself into because pursuing your dreams is the opposite of what society is gonna encourage you to do. It's, it's the opposite of what you can reach out and touch many people and see them doing. So I, I broke down that middle phase and you know the final phase is, is uh, when you reach your breakthroughs. And uh, that's one thing I say in the book, I say it's your time when an overwhelming amount of breakthroughs take place on your behalf that logic cannot explain. So, you know, as you get your feet wet, as you're obedient and you stay your course, you're going to get some breakthroughs. But then if you stay that course and you're diligent over that, then you get to the, the place of it being your time. And that's when you experience the overwhelming amount of breakthroughs on a consistent basis that logic cannot explain. So I take the dreamer from, you know, the thought of the dream to the actual place of breakthrough where there's no looking back and, you know, you're solidified in who you are for the rest of your life. Man, so much wisdom in that. That was, uh, you know, just so much there because one thing you said is that we're not, society doesn't condition us to pursue dreams. Like, you know, those people who go after it, uh, those people who who have a dream and really pursue that thing. I mean, you're going to run up against so many obstacles just in the people that you interact with. So I think that, you know, teaching people how to do that, how to uh, really go after that dream is something that's important. And if nothing else, if 2020, uh, hadn't shown us anything is that, you know, people have been forced and it's really part of what this whole project has been about is really forcing people to really look at the question of, have I lived my life fully? Have I done everything I wanted to do? If it all ended the day, did my presence here matter? Like, did I make an impact on the lives of other people? So when you talk about uh, being that dreamer and understanding those things, I think that's so important to give people that, that, that uh, foundation, understand. It ain't gonna be easy, you know. People are going to uh, come against you, but uh, you still can go out there and pursue it and own that thing and do that. It's, and, and what you always put that caveat in, as long as you are pursuing it and obeying it, I like how you do that, because you know it will kind of. I'll ask you about that because your uh, teachings constantly go back to the person doing the work, the person being obedient. Because there's a lot of people out here who will go out there and tell everyone. Hey, you can all do it. And it's just not true, right? It's just not true. So uh, talk to us about how you're able to balance that truth side with also being a motivator uh, where people, um, but, but you're not giving, you're going to give people some, some, uh, what they say, you're going to give them some steak and some, some, some cake. I like that. Some steak and some cake, some, some meat and some yeah. dessert. I'm going to put that in my book, Matt. Don't put that in your yeah. book. So, now, <laughs> so how do you balance the steak and the cake, man? Well, I'm just at a point in, in my career and in my understanding. I'm just—I just tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really not much cake. Um, cake isn't going to take you to the promised land. It's you right. know, it's the truth. You should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, mm -hmm. um, the antithesis to that is you should know the lie, and the lie will keep you in bondage. Bondage is the, is the opposite of freedom. So, um, I showed up here to show people how to get to where they want to be, and. You know, that's where the removal of the cake is. It's just the acceptance of what I showed up here to do. And um, I'm just more interested in just telling people the truth. Right. And um, but but of course, you, you know, you, you have compassion, you understand human nature and things like that. But my focal point is being as straight as I possibly can with you and just telling you the truth, because that's the only way that you're going to not just acknowledge what you need to do. You know, that's the only way to get you to a point where you accept mm -hmm. what you need to do. And, you know, that cake will have have you just. 
it'll just have life passing you by. You know, the 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 cake will give you the excuses and uh, will facilitate your your lies, your delusions about yourselves and things like that. But it's it's that state that's that's really going to propel you into your destiny. Um, the 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 way that I see it is that you know life can happen to you or you can show up to life every day. So, so more or less, if you show up to life every day, you impose your will, you know what you need to do in order to fulfill your vision, and you're not just dreaming, you know, you've, you've taken on the mindset of the successful dreamer, meaning that, you know, many people will never even undertake a dream pursuit. You know, some people will give it a halfway effort, but that successful dreamer is going to show up to life every day and maximize their ability to fulfill that vision. So it's just my concern of having people to show up to life every day in the correct manner so that they're a match for everything that they really believe is for them. Awesome, awesome. Now I wanna to get to the next book because now I realized why I was getting confused because you had the How to Get Beautiful Women book uh, yeah. and everything else you want from life. And that's what came out before the successful dreamer. But the new book, man, you know, we just lost a whole year. So I'm like, that just came out in 2020. I didn't realize the book came out in 2020, but they did because we were at the, uh, event uh, at the school not too long ago. That was 2020. Yep. So um, let's talk about how to be appealing to successful black men for black women. Okay, let me hold it up real quick. My new book, <laughs> how to now be successful black men for black women. And of course, let me plug the website, www.matthewchorn.com. You can definitely get your copies. Matthew um, C. Horn, that's Horn with the E at the end, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did this book come along? Now, let me let me preface this because I want to know how how you came about this uh, idea and then tell us what the book is really about, what you're teaching it. But I'm looking at you say you were six, five. You are six, five. Svelte looking dude, you know, you got <laughs> you, you the model GQ guy. So you want to tell the ladies how to get success, how to appeal to successful black women. Talk to me, Matt. The floor is yours, man. Okay, well, this this book was needed. It was, okay. it was definitely needed, and uh, it came about because I was actually at a book signing uh, at a military base, and a uh, a Caucasian lady actually backpedaled after she walked past my table, and uh, she saw my book, How to Get Beautiful Women, and everything else you want from life, and she was just like, "Listen, I'm a Christian missionary. I just got back off of a mission. Um, I'm not going to buy any of your books. I don't have any money." But she was like, "I was working with young black women who need to hear." from a man like you on how to prepare for you. And uh, I mean, to me, I mean, she could have been an angel or anything. That was, uh, it was out of the norm, but it was, it coincided with some dates I had been going on with some younger women that year. And I was just more concerned with giving them game, making sure that the right men uh, would not leave their presence. And just, just really breaking down uh, to, to these young women, like how, um, you know, they're gonna advance faster and further than black men because of the, the structure. They don't want black women to be able to look to black men for strength. And then there's one less black family, you know, and there's one, you know, less probable situation that that Martin or that Malcolm could come out of. So um, the, the bottom line was that uh, I saw the statistic that 72% uh, of black women are projected to never get married. And that that's an epidemic. And you can just look around on a Friday night when you go out and see, you know, these gorgeous women having dinner with each other and um, it's all around us. And many women desire the optimal man. You know, the man that's self-sufficient, 
uh, the man that, that has a vision that is showing up to life every day, meaning he has a tangible trail of results that validates uh, everything that he says about himself. Um, this is the optimal man. He's, he's not like in say large supply in the black community, but, but he's definitely prevalent. He's out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to show the black woman how to prepare herself for this man, what his thought processes are, um, what he had to go through to get to where he is and ultimately what's going to uh, look, make him look at you and say, hey, I can maintain the quality of life that I created for myself if I pair myself with this woman. So uh, it's just written to e eradicate a lot of the social norms, uh, you know, get rid of the entitlement, um, the, you know, sort of the privilege and seeing themselves above men, the, the very things that really hurt um, black women in terms of them not being married. I, I came to reframe their thinking and just more or less show them a, a different a more elevated way to to just work on themselves and to become that person so that they're recognizable mm -hmm. to the type of man that they really want. You know, when you're recognizable, you're recognizable to men on, on two levels, okay? The first level, that, that's going to be, that's the cerebral level. That's, that's just the mental, the cognitive level, okay? That's when he looks at you, he's attracted to you. You all may have, you know, a conversation, begin to see that you all have some things in common. So that's when you're attractive and recognizable on just that cognitive level right there. Um, beyond that is the more important level is spiritual, okay? When you're recognizable to a man on a cognitive and a spiritual level, meaning that you all really connect because the world looks similar to you both. There, there, there's a deeper spiritual connection. I mean, you, you all have been through similar things, but you all have worked on yourselves in, in the same capacity and have arrived at the same place internally. That's, that's when that spiritual recognition takes place. And when a man looks at you and you know, you're recognizable to him and you're what he desires on a cognitive level and a spiritual level, that is when you know, that man will easily say, this is the woman I wanna be with for the rest of my life. So I'm just showing uh, black women how to do away with the uh, toxic indoctrination that has pervaded their minds and the airwaves and really get them to a solidified place that they're recognizable to that top tier black man. Wow. You know, um, now let me ask you this, what kind of reception have you received? Because, uh, you know, you, you, I can imagine two type of responses, especially from <laughs> black women. You're yeah. gonna have those who wanna hear it and are like, this is what I've been looking for. You're gonna have someone that's gonna be like, who, you know what, I, I don't need to change nothing. The man need to find me. So talk to us about what, what's been that response for you uh, with, with women and this book. Uh, this definitely was a, a little controversial. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't necessarily come directly at me. It was just more or less like people who might've shared it in their stories or, you know, this and that. It was just like, at that point, it was just like, it was, it was disassociated from me at that point. Okay. So, gotcha. I mean, you know, some women just went in like, you know, what is this? And, you know, there, there were other women who purchased it and read it and called it a game changer mm. and said that they're, they're much more equipped to right. get the kind of man that they really want. And um, so it's been a mix, but I, I can just say in the beginning, uh, I was meeting some women, you know, maybe in their thirties and this and that. And, they were like, I was a little taken aback by it. They, they, they didn't come out and just say, I have, I have disdain for your book. They say, hey, I was a little taken aback by it. And, but this is the funny part right here, Ryan. This is the funny part. 
I said, if the book was titled How to Be Appealing to Successful Black Women for Black Men, would you have a problem with it? Right. And they would dance around the question. And I would say, hey, I just asked you a direct question. Mm-hmm. Would you have a problem with that title? And they say, no. And, and that's the very reason why I see Black women co- contribute to this dismal uh, you know, epidemic proportion marriage rate because they actually think they're on higher ground than the men that they're dealing with. And, um, you know, and, that, and that's proven, you know, that a woman can have 50 different prerequisites for a man, but, you know, it's, it, it's sort of shunned. It's a shunned concept that a, a top tier man can actually, have a list of, you know, ha, you know, have prerequisites and things like that. So it's, right. it, it just, it, it basically the bottom line, it just exposed a lot. And the, the women who, actually become a version of themselves that is celebrated and revered and recognized by the top tier man. Um, the woman has the opportunity to become that by reading the book. And, and those are going to be the women that get the results. Um, the, the women that continuously, uh, you know, are getting older and thinking that they can treat men any kind of way, they can treat every man the same. Those are the women that would just go deeper into their delusion. So um, pretty much it's, it's just a choice. You know, I'm, right. I'm, here to, I'm, I'm here to deliver a little bit of steak you know, with, with, with a side of uh, chocolate cake. Right. Absolutely. So, and that book is available as well on MatthewCHorn.com. Now, the last thing I want to talk about before we run out of time is um, you're not just a motivational speaker. You're not just a best-selling author, but you are a successful entrepreneur and publisher. Now, uh, and that's kind of really also like when we started working together as we were writing and starting publishing companies and doing that thing. And I got out of publishing. I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with the publishing side. I want to just deal with the marketing side. Uh, you kind of reinvented the game, man. You kind of, you talked about your book being a game changer. You kind of changed the game of book publishing. And I've always looked at that like, man, Matt's doing this thing. Maybe I, maybe I need to look at this thing again. And you know what I learned real quick was for me, it's for me, it was for you, you know, anybody else for anybody else. You can't just go see someone else and think you're going to go and do what they do. So you are the CEO of Lightning Fast Book Publishing, right? That's the name of it. I don't mess it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lightning, and the key to Lightning Fast Book Publishing is you publish books in three weeks. Talk to us about how, you don't have to give us your proprietary information, but <laughs> how, how can people get books done in three weeks? Because the reason I want you to talk about this is because my marketing side, my author coaching side, and, and I've learned along uh, over the years as well, that the processes we used to use are, are, are old and done away with. Um, a lot of us are moving too slowly. There's a lot of ways we can accelerate the process of things. I tell people how to write a book in three uh, in 30 days, um, and, but you're talking about publishing an actual book. Talk to us about lightning fast, your three weeks to publishing a book and um, you know how people can, and some, just some of the successes that you've had. Cause I mean, you publish a lot of books, Matt. Yeah, and I, I'm very thankful just to, to God for giving me that insight to, to go deeper into that industry. And uh, yeah, the, the success stories are that I give every author the look and feel of a random house or a Simon & Schuster, a major New York publishing house, but I give them ownership of everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I essentially, I, I replicate myself through my authors. I'm, a, I'm an independently successful author, not tied to anyone. So I give the author an immaculate product, you know, something that can proudly be put beside any book from any publishing company on any shelf. And, you know, within that, 
uh, I give them the, the distribution as the major authors have. I build the platforms, the websites. Um, basically, I, I don't just create authors. I create public figures that are competitive in this market. And uh, that, that's been uh, what I've been over the years. And it's just been a pleasure to replicate myself through them. But we publish all genres. There's not a genre that I have not published. Uh, we do self-development uh, biographies, uh, coffee table books, children's books, art books, uh, photography books, and just uh, finance books, like any type of books, you know, novels, fiction, nonfiction, like any type of book that you can possibly you know, write or come up with, we'll help you to publish it. But uh, the cornerstone of my company, how everything is done very quickly, I show every author how to write their book. And I give them a system. And in addition to publishing in three weeks, the good part about it is that many of the authors actually write their books in three weeks wow. with uh, with my guidance. And they struggle for years, been going back and forth with concepts, got, got to that computer, couldn't really get it together. And me being an author of seven books, you know, I understand them as an author, not just as a publisher. So I give them a proven outline system that just makes the book write itself. And then from there, you know, we, we start to work as soon as we sign the contract. And, and that's how we are able to get everything out so quickly. Awesome, man. And uh, I, mean, I know you, you've, uh, how long have you been doing that? Because I know you had, like I said, tons of books you've published, a lot of authors. Yeah, um, it started off with book publishing consulting. I started doing that in 2007. And probably around 2012, I just went full-fledged book publisher because that's what was needed. Right. And uh, so we're, we're talking a total of about, you know, 14 years I've, I've been in the game, just uh, awesome. just steady, you know. So. People are watching right now. They want to write their books. They want to get them published. Don't call me. I'm not publishing your book. I don't do that. But I do. I will <laughs> I bring people like Matt on because they can go there and put your physical book together. Um, so tell them how they can get in touch with you as far as it comes with book publishing and uh, possibly working with you. Okay, yeah. You can go to my website, uh, www.lfbookpublishing.com. The LF stands for lightning fast, lfbookpublishing.com. I have some different publishing packages right there. And uh, I'll customize something for you. Contact me directly. Uh, my, my phone number is on the website. And uh, I would love to work with, you know, everyone in the sound of my voice right now. If you have a message that you're compelled to get out, I can be your vehicle and avenue. Awesome. Matthew C. Horn, CEO of Optimal Success International, best-selling author, founder of Lightning Fast pu uh, Book Publishing, motivational speaker, my friend. I want to give it to you to close us out. Any final words, any uh, last thing you want to share with our audience, man? I really appreciate this opportunity. And uh, my final words are, in 2021, be recognizable. Don't dwell in fantasy and delusion. Dwell in reality and truth. Whatever you aspire to do, understand that you have to have a certain makeup. You, you, ha you have to have certain attributes. You have to have a certain drive. You have to have a certain movement that is reflective of the things that you want from life. That's when you're recognizable. Uh, fantasy and delusion, it's when you want a certain thing, but you haven't become the type of person who is a match for the things that you want. So in 2021, let's leave the fantasy and delusion behind. Let's operate in reality and truth, okay? Be recognizable, show up to life every day, impose your will on life, and you will get every result, every inner picture of destiny that you see will be your tangible reality. Awesome, man, awesome, man. Appreciate it, man. I'll be in touch with you real soon. Everybody reach out. Thank you, Matt, for uh, joining us today. Appreciate you, Ryan.